This episode of Black and Yellow is sponsored by John Mark Collection, the all things custom headquarters and lifestyle brand. John Mark is an award-winning international clothing brand known for its custom fashion creations, but I've pivoted to customizing face masks during the pandemic, which is how we learned about the brand, because they made our face masks for the show. That's right, fam. We have merch now thanks to John Mark Collection, and we are thrilled. The process of getting the masks made was seamless, pun totally intended. I DM'd the company on Instagram, told them what I wanted the mask to look like, and emailed them a logo. They got back to me with fabric options and not one, but two design options. I okayed both, and the masks were in my mailbox a few days later. In total, the process was about 10 days from start to finish. Not only are the masks breathable and fashionable, but they are also super comfortable. They have adjustable straps for premium fit, are machine washable, and have a cotton layer backing with N95 infusion to keep you safe and protected. And every purchase of a face mask goes towards a good cause. A portion of the proceeds go toward aiding the homeless by providing them with everyday essentials and life necessities. If you want to customize face masks for your business or yourself, find them on Instagram at J-O-N-M-A-R-C underscore collection or at johnmarkcollection.com. That's J-O-N-M-A-R-C collection.com. When safety and style are mandatory, John Mark is necessary. This episode of Black and Yellow is sponsored by John Mark Collection, the all things custom headquarters and lifestyle brand. John Mark is an award-winning international clothing brand known for its custom fashion creations. But I've pivoted to customizing face masks during the pandemic, which is how we learned about the brand because they made our custom face masks for the show. That's right, fam. We now have merch thanks to John Mark Collection, and we are thrilled. The process of getting the masks made was seamless, pun totally intended. I DM'd the company on Instagram, told them what I wanted the mask to look like, and emailed them a logo. They got back to me with fabric options and not one, but two design options. I okayed both, and the masks were in my mailbox a few days later. In total, the process was about 10 days from start to finish. Not only are the masks breathable and fashionable, but they are also super comfortable. They have adjustable straps for premium fit, are machine washable, and have a cotton layer backing with N95 infusion to keep you safe and protected. And every purchase of a face mask goes towards a good cause. A portion of the proceeds go towards aiding the homeless by providing them with everyday essentials and life necessities. If you want to customize face masks for your business or yourself, find them on Instagram at J-O-N-M-A-R-C underscore collection or at johnmarkcollection.com. That's J-O-N-M-A-R-C collection.com. When safety and style are mandatory, John Mark is necessary. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Jacqueline. And Alana. And here's another episode of Black and Yellow. Welcome back, lovely listeners. Come and step into this virtual wellness oasis we are cultivating through the month of October with our wellness-themed shows that we have dubbed, dubbed Ohm October. We dig this topic. Um, if you are new, please subscribe and stay a while. If you are a regular listener, it's good to have you back. And for everyone listening, if you have not already, please get out there and rock the vote. Election day is not too far away and your votes and your voice matters. Uh, before I launch into today's show topic, I want to give a huge, massive shout out 
to the Los Angeles Lakers for winning the NBA championship. Congratulations. Nice work, gentlemen. Thank you for that amazing win. Um, You know, L.A., was still coping with the death of Kobe Bryant before the pandemic started. And so this win was a complete thrill for Angelinos. I know that my fiance and I were blasting We Are the Champions from our deck last night, uh, followed by To Live and Die in L.A. and California Love, because L.A. never stopped loving Tupac. So thank you, thank you, thank you, L.A. Lakers. We're fucking champions. Who doesn't want to be a champion? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so now that that is out of the way, on today's episode, we wanted to talk wellness through the lens of our physical bodies, because at the moment, we are battling three pandemics. We're battling COVID-19, we are in the thick of racial uprisings and social justice movements and fighting to make our society more equal for everybody, and we have a mental health crisis that can stand to take more lives than COVID-19. And one of the ways that our mental health is being affected has to do with our body image and how it has been affected during the pandemic. Yeah, I think it's definitely something that is was right from the beginning, you know, people talking about how much food they were eating and, and what they were wearing and just having a lot of attention on it as well. I think we as a nation are trying to figure out the best ways to cope during this time. Our bodies are bearing a lot of the burnt of the stress um, from stress eating to anxiety field workouts, the lack of work life balance that has taken a toll since so many of us are working from home. A ton of time spent on social media or in Ooh. front of screens, been watching Netflix, who knows what else on the screens. Um, in general, <laughs> leading to a more sedentary lives for some. Um, parents' workloads are now maxed out since school is not in session. Not only are they parenting, but they're also teaching. Um, mm. Our collective alcohol tolerances have shot up since drinking to take off the edge is now a more regular practice. Um, and our bodies are really being put through the ringer. Um, and now with the jokes about gaining COVID-15 for the quarantine 15 popping up all over social media, um, I think the shame... And the stress attached to those so-called jokes can have an adverse effect on those who have a history of disordered eating or unhealthy body image or literally anyone who is a human. Um, yeah. And and when we think of um, disordered, disordered eating, we think of young white women plagued by this. But that is far from the truth of the matter. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I love this excerpt from an article called Celebrating Our Bodies, Body Positivity by Claire Tolman. Uh, She says, with heightened concerns about health professionals, about eating disorders during this pandemic, it's important to recognize the race disparity in treatment for those suffering from disordered eating. A prevalent belief among health professionals is that eating disorders affect primarily young, underweight white women. And this is a belief that couldn't be further from the truth, and it's a very harmful belief. Uh, A 2011 study showed similar rates of anorexia and binging among all races and ethnicities and a higher rate of bulimia among Black and Latinx participants. In a 2006 study, clinicians were presented with three identical cases of women presented with an eating disorder, with the only variable being the woman's race and ethnicity. Clinicians were more likely to identify an eating disorder when the woman was white or Hispanic and far less likely when she was black. 
Sabrina Springs, who is a professor of sociology at uh, UC Irvine, argues that the stigma around black women and their bodies is embedded in racist roots of diet culture, as well as a history of negative portrayals of black women's bodies in art, philosophy, science and medicine. People of color are also left out of scientific studies on eating disorders, so providers don't have the resources to provide accurate care. It's important to understand the differences in these experiences and hurdles each person faces when it comes to body image and eating disorders. I think that this is, we wanted to talk about body positivity today because I think that what Claire exemplified here is it, a microcosm of what's going on in our world, specifically on social media. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of the uh, the hashtag quarantine 15, COVID 15, I feel like that is a joke that I am seeing white people make a lot more than African-American bodies in mass, mm. a lot more than Latinx or a lot more than Asian Americans in mass, because I do think that there are less racist roots um, when we're talking about disordered eating for white people than, than we are if we're talking about it as it applies to people of color. Let's not forget the the good old adage of African-Americans loving their soul food, their heavy fried comforting foods. And this sort of food stigma really plays on our body image, our idea of how our bodies should look. Because let's be real, we've got a lot of thin white women out there telling us that that is the picture of health. But everybody is different. And everybody has different needs and everybody is beautiful no matter what size it is. And with all of the quote unquote jokes uh, going around on social media right now, either hashtag COVID-15 or hashtag new body, all of these messages can really bombard us in a very confusing way. And if we as adults are being bombarded by this really confusing messaging, I can only imagine what our teens and young people are um, also experiencing as well. So go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say this whole one size fits all type of culture and social media is has definitely been detrimental to. uh, Our youngsters, Um, but, you know, granted, like you and I never had those images so so in our faces growing up but i mean we had our equivalent which i think were magazines totally you know yeah. and we, or, or malls right i never once saw a curvy mannequin um oh, the first time yeah the first time I, the fir- it was torrid right the first time i saw um they were like the first plus size store yes and i remember as a young girl i must have been 10 or 11 and you know that was a thing was to go to the mall when you were a teenager um, was the <laughs> only malls. place we could go <laughs> and I remember walking by Torrid and thinking yeah that's right why don't plus size women have their their own stores and the reason why they have to have their own stores is because no other store was catering to them right and mm-hmm. so I do think that we often think in terms of color um yeah. specifically white in this sense but really shape and size and curves is universal and i think like you say it all the time like that idea has to be 
dead um, mm-hmm. because I know so many curvy Asian women. I know so many, so, you know, specifically Asian because they always say that we don't have curves and that we're like sticks and that we're so skinny and it's because of this and that and so much. But I know a lot of curvy Asian women. So it's not fair to say that that we're all the same size, you know? Um, I just wanted yeah. to have that on, but... No, totally. And thank you for saying that, because I also think that pre-pandemic body positivity was a conversation we were having nationally. It was on the tip of everyone's mind. And it does feel like with the pandemic, we have stopped having those conversations, which are incredibly important. Um, And obviously they have taken precedent because of what's going on, on in the world now. But I do want to just make a quick note that Body positivity and fat acceptance are two different things. And we're talking about body positivity for everyone, no matter what size or shape you are. Or age. Or age you are. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, absolutely. Because I, yes, thank you for saying that. I do think that when we, uh, when I was doing research for this show, you're right. There wasn't really a range of ages of people who were talking about either gaining the quote quarantine 15 or yeah. getting a new body. It was very much between the ages of like, you know, like 16 to 40 ish, but it kind yeah. of, the, the narrative really did just stop there. And right. so, yeah, for today's episode, this is for people of all ages, of all body types, of all shapes and sizes. We're talking about body positivity because we want you, our listeners, to have the most positive body image that you can during a time like this. Look, there's a lot to worry about. Your body image is something that should be just as important of a worry and just as important uh, to take care of because a healthy body image means a healthy mind. And we need everyone right now to be as healthy in mind, body and spirit as possible. Absolutely. So before we uh, go on into the interview, we are going to put our money where our mouth is. Yes. Cha-ching! This is our segment where we like to promote Black, Asian, uh, local, women, female, small businesses. Um, We like to spotlight them. We like to support them. We like to um, talk about them, share them with you guys so you guys can get accesses. Because to be honest... I'm just going to say this this little last bit about, especially this segment, since we've been doing it now for like, what, two months? Um, yeah. I, sometimes I have actually a really hard time finding, um, you know, access to this kind of information, which means that there is no support for these small businesses, these local businesses, these black owned, like if it wasn't for the pandemic and everything that's happening would like, we had this, we cover this in our, um, in our good books with Katie Mitchell would black, would black bookstores have this, you know, platform platform if it wasn't for everything that's happened within the past, um, year, um, would Asians get this platform if coronavirus never existed? Not that that's like a good thing, but I'm saying like the, you know, anti-Asian crimes, all this stuff. Right. So it's just interesting when you look at things in retrospect that before everything happened, these people, these businesses, these cultures did not have the support in the first place in place for them to succeed. So, Better Business Bureau, shine spotlights on more Black and Asian-owned companies. These companies need it too. 
absolutely they need it the most they don't have access to giant corporations or huge marketing firms where they can just you know or amazon all that stuff so here we are we are about to put our money where our mouth is and alana where are you putting your money Okay, so in the spirit of wellness, I um I've picked something that I think would be up your alley because it's got to do with food. You know, the foods that Ooh. are super. I chose <laughs> gold. That's G O L D E. It is a superfood based beauty and wellness brand, and they believe that superfood health and beauty for everybody should be accessible. So at the heart of the brand, uh. They believe that being well should feel good. This means that products look good, taste good, and help you to be your best self. So the owners of the company are Trinity Mozan Wooford, and she co-founded Gold with her partner Issy Kobari in 2017 with the mission of bringing good vibes to the wellness industry. So they're an independent Brooklyn-born brand centered on making superfood-based essentials for health and beauty. Their products are natural, they're easy, and they are, most importantly, very, very fun to consume and to use. Uh, You know, if you want to look fly on Saturday, you got to start on Monday. And so this brand has all you need to be gorgeous from the inside out. They sell products that you can consume, such as matcha powders, turmeric lattes, superfood lattes, detoxes. But they also have things that you can apply to the skin, things like superfood masks. That come in a range of different, I don't want to say flavors because that sounds weird. You're not eating the face mask, masks, but um, <laughs> different healing properties, we will say. So uh, gold, uh, G-O-L-D-E on Instagram or gold.co on the web. And I will drop a link to that in the show notes. Jackie, what you got? So this one is a kind of an interesting one it's a little bit of history a little bit of family it's also um an all a natural organic skincare um beauty line um but i the story behind it um really kind of hits close to home um it's actually a friend of my brother's his his sister started making um so she started making her own soaps and and face washes and skincare lines for herself. Ooh. Because she actually couldn't find anything for her skin type in the stores. And so um as she started making them for herself, pe- she was like, well maybe I can sell this. Um mm-hmm. it's uh the CEO and co-founder is Iris Chung and she started making I I who doesn't love these kinds of stories? She started making them in her kitchen. <laughs> I um, do love these kind of stories because she didn't have the infrastructure, the resources, right? All that stuff. And then um she actually started dating an old, like one of our high school, um, like friends or acquaintances from from the high. Like I went to high school with him, and one day I saw them together, and I was like, "Oh, like that's a, like she." I didn't go to high school with her; I went to high school with him. So, anyways, he like dropped everything and like bootstrapped this business from their kitchen. Um, and after a year, they worked themselves into um, what, what, like a tiny 1,000 square foot, but comp- obviously compared to their kitchen, it was huge, um, <laughs> warehouse um, that they couldn't even like completely afford. So they had to split the rent on their own. 
Um, so it's just a really beautiful story about a young, she's my age, um, a young um, Asian-American female who wanted to share her skincare line with people. And now she is a seven-figure income CEO, wow. entrepreneur, co-founder of Honeybell five years later. And now she is in CVS, um, was in Forever 21, um, ended up with her products in um, these big Kohl's, all these big um, stores. So it like kind of gives me chills because it just kind of tells you that anything is possible. Um, you know, if you are passionate, if you're driven, if you um, really, really, you know, want it, then it is possible. Um, so yeah, it's called Honey Bell. Honey is in honey from bees and bell like B-E-L-L-E. Um, natural and organic skincare essentials. Honeybellshop.com um, and Honeybell Shop on Instagram. And who says that your go. kitchen can't be your infrastructure when you're starting a new business? Like, I love Absolutely. that. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to start You gotta start somewhere. For sure. Uh, I will drop links to both of these companies in the show notes. I think that this is a really good reminder to never give up on a dream. And a little peek into the yeah. end of the year. We've got someone coming on the show to help us set our goals and make them a reality. Ooh. That is just a little teaser, but shall we get into today's episode? Yes, we shall. So, and this is also in perfect alignment with who we have on today. Um, their story is also pretty awesome. So we have Aubrey Boyd. He is an educator, international fashion and event producer and brand consultant in 2013, Aubrey was appointed by Zach, the designer, as the Senior Vice President of Operations and Planning of John Mark Collection, an award-winning international fashion house that specializes in out-of-the-box designs for a show-stopping piece. And I mean show-stopping. If you guys hop onto their Instagram, yes. every piece is like, what? What? Double take. Zoom in. Swipe. Um, it, it was while working together with Zach in 2015 that they noticed the lack of exposure and celebration of body diversity, um, which inspired them to create the 501c3 National Curves Day, Inc. It is officially recognized the day by the National Day Calendar, celebrated the second Wednesday of October with the color red and body positive hashtags to embrace, encourage, and empower the community. Yes, we are literally one day behind National Curves Day, but we wanted to get in this episode as close to it as possible. Uh, Aubrey has worked with notable brands like Ashley Stewart, Bandolettes, One Bond, MVP Collections, Queen Size Magazine, BTFL Magazine, and FFF Week, Full Figured Industry Awards, Bragg, and Fashion Group International, just to name a few. One concept Aubrey has made known was the theory that everyone has God-given attributes to make them marketable. And it's possible to find the niche to accentuate them and find the purpose in continuous research and metamorphosizing. Mm -hmm. Aubrey is going on a continuous growth and elevation as he has found a means of tastefully fulfilling his mission and his purpose. His success and hard work has resulted in the birth of BLVK Consulting Group, which is a boutique firm that supports brands in fashion and event management and brand consulting. 
Aubrey leads by this vision without action is just a dream. And if you act upon your vision, it will no longer be just a vision, but it will be a dream that will become reality and that you, dear listener, should indeed be fearless. One last thing before kicking into the interview. If the name John Mark Collection sounds familiar to you, it should. They have sponsored us for this month. John Mark Collection is the clothing line that has made all of our custom face masks for the Black and Yellow podcast. If you want a face mask from us, if you want a black and yellow face mask to go with all of your fall and winter fits dm us we will hook you up with one because our face masks are bright and protective and y'all like it's merch and we just feel so cool to have it and have aubrey on the show absolutely welcome aubrey thank you so much for being here with us today aubrey thank you so much for being here with us today welcome to our show Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So why don't we start by telling us about John Mark and why this brand is important in today's fashion market. So John Mark was started by my sister. That's how we are related or connected. My sister, Zach. Uh, she really was not able to find things for herself that fit. Um, mm. So she was finding herself altering clothes. And then she birthed John Mark Collection during her senior year in college at the Art Institute of Washington. Prior to that, she was designing clothes for exotic women. Um, And then when she was doing her branding class, uh, she rebranded her brand for the everyday woman, the curvy woman, uh, to really be able to embrace and encourage and empower, you know, those those fashion finds that they can't find. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So you kind of talked a little bit about it already, but the tell us about the type of clothing you guys make and who the clothing line has really resonated with. Like, you know, you just mentioned more curvier women. And is okay. there anyone in particular that you would love to dress? Yes. So uh, <laughs> in 2013 is when the rebranding happened to John Mark Collection. At the time, it was designed for curvy and plus size women. Uh, right now, we now have opened it up to the basically custom pieces uh, because everybody has a curve. The most beautiful curve on anybody's body is their smile. And you rock your smile oh, in confidence. Oh, I love that. <laughs> beautiful. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you rock your confidence well. Uh, yeah. But in terms of like who we design for, our target market is plus size women. We've been in the plus size industry well over like five or six years now um from john mark we actually birthed a nonprofit organization that was actually yesterday which is national curves day um which is basically embodying self-love um plus positive and really stop body shaming not only to yourself but to you know what the media say about you just rock your curves rock your body no matter your shape form size or whatever rock it to the fullest and with confidence um, somebody we would like to dress, John Mark, um, the collection or the designs are very edgy, very bold, very fierce. Uh, I know Beyonce is definitely on the list. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, we would love to dress Lisa Ray, um, mm. Keisha Coles. Ooh. 
And um, as during the pandemic, uh, one of the things that I've been asking Zach to do for years now is to really design <laughs> for men. Um, I'm a guy, and like a lot of people's like, "How are you connected?" And I'm like, "I know her. I know her father." And she was like, "I know his father because we have the same father. <laughs> so we're, we're brother and sisters." Um, so that Love you know that. would be like the conversation we have. So now, as of a few you know days ago, we have launched um, our men novelty line called Kingsman um, collection. Uh, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm super, super excited about that. And it's really for the bold, confident king, uh, just like for, you know, John Mark collection for the bold, confident woman. So we wanted to have Mm -hmm. a counterpart and I'm just super, super excited about, you know, that major thing that we're doing as we grow as a brand. Yeah, that must be exciting, especially as a man. You can finally get yes. get, a little rep- get a little representation in there. Uh, Absolutely. So it's very obvious that body positivity is definitely a core part of the John Mark ethos. Why was it so important to make body positivity a core belief of the brand? Because at the end of the day, like I said earlier, your confidence that's one thing, like, even when we showcase our collection at fashion shows, my business partner, Sack, she always asks the models, how do you feel? How did it fit? Mm-hmm. Are you confident? She want to make sure no matter, like, what who's in the John Mark garment, that you're bold, that you're confident, and you're fierce. And you're on, honestly the only one in the room when you walk in with John Mark. Um, mm-hmm. And we want to make sure body positivity is key because no matter if you have a role here or there, or you're small and boutique, at the end of the day, love who you are in the mirror because you are that king and you are that queen. Mm. Words to live by. So good. Filling me up with life. Um, Thinking about all my my roles this morning um, (laughs) here in Los Angeles. (laughs) Grabbing them right now as we speak. Uh, So prior to the pandemic, body positivity was obviously a national conversation. How can we keep that, you know, with everything going on, how can we keep that conversation alive and and rooting for it and supporting that during the pandemic? I mean, I I think that, you know, it was so saddened to me to see, you know, all the events and things happen to be canceled uh, with John Mark Collection and with National Curves of the Brand. We travel to other plus shows, support plus brands, and really like to be in the community. Like we're a whole community in itself. Um, and it kind of just, the pandemic kind of took that away from us this year. So I think with we having a pivot to everything being virtual, I think continue to promote um, on social media, on your different platforms, body positivity, self-love. On Wednesdays will be the day, which is hump day. Which is why we call national, which is why it's called National Curves Day on the second Wednesday in October, is because Hump Day is a curve. So on Wednesdays, posts will be posted on the John Mark brand, just really encouraging my business partner Zach, and she didn't know that from that seven years ago, encouraging herself on a Wednesday because she was really sad about can't find nothing to wear or mm-hmm. having a role here and there or can't fit in this or can't fit in that that she was empowering women across the globe. She missed totally. a Wednesday and people were like, um, 
your post got me through the week. And at that point, she knew her brand, John Mark Collection, was bigger than just a clothing brand for women to look fashionable. Wow. It's a yeah. it's like a mindset, the John Mark mindset. Absolutely. Powerful. So there have been, speaking of, you know, everything that's happening, there have been now these jokes about quarantine 15, COVID 15, <laughs> all <laughs> over, freshman 15, all over yeah. social media right now. And while they're meant to be jokes, I believe that the message behind these jokes can be very dangerous. It promotes a message of even though the pandemic is stressful, you should be maintaining your weight. Right. Um, this message is all, also decidedly aimed at women. And what are what are some ideas that you have on the show to dead these tacky and harmful jokes? I think some of the things that we put in place is continue to promote body positivity. Um, it hurts me to see on social media someone talking or what we call fat shaming or shaming mm -hmm, or yeah. um, saying negative comments to curvy plus size women or, oh, this person, she lost a lot of weight. Is she sick? Or this person gained a lot of weight. Is she depressed? And I feel like we right. just have to continue to promote you know, body positivity and continue to uplift each one of our brothers and sisters. Um, I feel like we are this big community. And I feel like we need to fight for, you know, human rights and fight for people that one don't look like this, one that do look like us, mm -hmm. but continue to be in that fight to let people know that that's not right. Um, because like the whole COVID-15, I've seen a lot of jokes online. Oh, I got a COVID-15. It's okay. And like, be okay with you guys, you, you gained 15 pounds during covid okay, if you need to get back in the gym, get back in the gym. If you like what you are, like what you are. But don't let nobody shame you because that you gained a few pounds during COVID. Who didn't? It was stressful. <laughs> it was it was a time where yeah. we were trying to figure out, like, what's going on. Like, we didn't know. We mm -hmm. went from, oh, two weeks we're going to be out to now a month to now three months and then the whole world shut down. We just didn't know what was going on. So we were trying to process our thoughts and I think food is comforting, comforting and it's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't want to like reach for the yummy comfort food right now or the yummy comfort cocktail? Because at the end of the day, none of us have ever been through anything like this. We're all just doing the best we can with the tools provided. Right. You touched on something uh, that I, I want to circle back to because there's the quarantine 15 jokes. But then on the other side of that coin, there's we've seen a lot of dramatic weight losses during quarantine and the hashtag new body is now becoming increasingly popular. Who can forget Adele's dramatic body slim down? Absolutely. But, but she's not the only celebrity. You know, you've got Broadway actress Marissa Jarrett Walker of Hairspray, Rebel Wilson, Wendy Williams, Kelly Osbourne, Peter Facinelli, Real Housewife Emily Simpson, rapper Action Bronson. Do you think that the pressure to have a, quote, new body works against the message of body positivity? And how can we reclaim the messaging to, bo to be more inclusive and less shaming? I think that new body, like, again, like I said, if you are confident, however you are, um, I remember Monique was, you know, maybe a size 22. Then she became like a size 14. Then she went back to a size like 20. But I feel like you're confident at any size. At the end of the yeah. day, your confidence speaks volume. No matter what size you are, 
Um, I feel like you rock that size at that time. If you want to get a new body, that's okay. If you don't, that's okay. And I feel like we as society, we body shame so so much, whether, oh, she's too skinny. Oh, she's too fat. Oh, she's too this. Oh, she... Why? Why are we doing that? Why are we not being inclusive and making sure representation is on magazines and in entertainment and in commercials so people can see, so children, you know, they're a young and a younger generation can see and say, oh, he looks like me. Oh, she looks like me. Oh, he sounds like me. And I feel like that's where the, where the trouble is and where the pushback that we have to continue to, you know, voice our opinion on platforms like Black and Yellow um, on platforms that we we can be freely of speech and really let people know that this is what it is and this is what should not happen. For right sure. On. I'm glad you brought up the generational aspect of it because Jack and I have both said on the show that we both were raised by moms who did not body shame themselves. And I think that when you grow up with parents that have really healthy body image, that immediately transfers to the next generation. So I'm with you 100% on what are our kids absorbing? Let's make Huge. sure they're absorbing the right thing. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, let me actually roll that back. There's a third pandemic that's happening right now, and that's the mental health pandemic. Right. How... How do how do you feel like our bodies play into our state of mental health when it comes to our body image? And what are some of your favorite ways to maintain a positive body image, especially during this time? Um, one, mental health is really big for me. Um, it's really big. Self-care is really big. Really mm. taking care of myself, um, especially during this pandemic. Um, one of my friends, I joked and laughed at her like when we shut down for like the first week, she went immediately in a panic attack like day two because she was home mm. and she was like, I can't stay home. And I was just laughing and I'm like, wait, let me not laugh because like a few days later, I had that same panic attack Ooh, because wow. I am a person that's always going to go, that's always in the community, that's always, you know, showing up a different, like I'm a socialite, I'm at different events. I like to be around people. I like to make people laugh. I like to engage in, you know, interesting conversations. Uh, so this whole thing just really pushed me back into like, okay, what's going on? Well, mm -hmm. I'm confused. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't know, uh, how to even respond to it. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to switch up gears just a little bit cause I want to talk about fashion specifically. Okay. So I believe that one part of having a healthy body image is also having a great personal style to dress your body in. And I know that there are a lot of people at home right now who are maintaining their body, but also trying to shake up their personal style a little bit. They don't want to dress the same way that they did pre-pandemic. Right. Um, how would you suggest or what advice would you give to any of our fashion loving listeners who are looking to change up their personal style? I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for me, I think that with your personal style, like my personal style, I describe it as very eclectic. I'm very okay. eclectic and I go off of feeling. So one day I may be bold and colorful. The next day I may be dull, dull and dark. Um, it's just a really a feeling like the feeling, the event, where I'm going. I try to convey a message with my clothing. Uh, a lot of times it's like, oh, 
um, Arbor, you look nice. Or they be like, excuse me, sir, your shoes look nice. So I always try to like put on a nice outfit that really conveys how I'm feeling. And I think mm-hmm. with, when people try to like, refresh their closet, redefine their closet, always have like staple pieces. Like we're going into fall. So I think staple pieces are like leather jackets, denim jackets, um, mm-hmm. layering with like scarves, um, and really just finding like a fashion blog or a fashion icon that you look to and just like take bits and pieces. You don't have to copy exactly what they have on, but take bits and pieces and push yourself to the limit sometimes. So one thing I used to kind of get like <laughs> scared about is uh-huh. like I would um, be so matchy-matchy. So like my shirt had to be red, then I had to have like black pants and like red and black shoes and a red and black hat. But then I start like mixing like prints. Like I would have like a zebra print top with like some checker pants and like some yeah red shoes. print clash. So it's like print clashing and really like and I guess for me I guess like looking at a lot of the blogs, looking at a lot of the fashion weeks and seeing like how I can and even sometimes I be like mm, ooh, this is pushing <laughs> this is pushing the limit. I don't know if I can pull it off. Like I don't know I what people want to say. Um, I'm always like questioning but I'm like okay it's fashion I'm gonna make it and I think at the end of the day which is like the whole conversation that we started earlier it's your confidence I don't mm-hmm. care if you're wearing a trash bag if you're confident in it if you're walking if you in the room rocking it it doesn't matter what you have on I think that's for me like I'm like okay I can't walk in this room like second guessing what my outfit look like um I questioning it before prior to getting dressed but now that I have it on I have to rock it and wear it true true Absolutely. So good. Well, that's a good way, a good segue into our next question. Uh, what are some of your favorite fall trends coming up? And then what are some of the trends that you as Aubrey are going to be trying out this fall winter, even if it is from the comfort of your own home? Who says you can't look fly at home? Right, right. Um, so as the fall approaches, um, I love like a trench coat. A trench mm. coat, a nice signature trench coat, um, a scarf um, that you can wrap like an affinity scarf, um, layering so you can have like layers of coats like your dress shirt, then you have like a sweater, then you throw in like a denim jacket. So layering is so big in the fall. Fall fashion is always my favorite season because you really can define who loves fashion. Because you you have like a boot and then you have like a suitcase. Like you kind of mix it up. You can have like a bag. So it can become very fun with fall fashion. You can pick different things to make it just fashion. And fashion is not just what people say, you know, during, you know, fashion week or in the fashion publications. You make fashion your own trend. Mm-hmm. I have Definitely. to say, Aubrey, we are California girls. Layering is not necessarily something we're super strong at. I hope that's okay if I say that, Jack. Yeah, go for it. But while we have a a cool weather designer here, can you just walk us through the one, two, threes of layering for any of our other listeners who are like, I hear that layering is a thing. I'm not very good at it because I live in a hot place. Give us like a quick rundown of like how to layer well. So I think, with California because LA is because I also went to Florida and we only had two seasons yeah so when I was in college in Florida we only had two seasons and I think even in you know warmer climates you can you can layer with just like 
maybe doing like um, a t-shirt with like a cameo um, mm. and not a t-shirt with a cameo. I'm sorry. Scratch that. Um, like a shirt with like a windbreaker jacket and like you have like this um, thin scarf. Like they have spring summer scarves that yeah. are really, really cute. You can do on like a beret, um, throwing mm. a piece of some shades. Um, you, and sometimes you can like over accessorize depending yes. on where you're going. And then sometimes you can, you know, have one or two pieces. It's just depending on where you're going that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, who's going to be there? Like, what is the dress code? Um, is it semi-formal? Is it casual? And what do that actually mean? And I think a lot of people don't know what those terms actually mean. And mm-hmm. they still even come like underdressed or overdressed. Yeah. I don't feel like it, that's a term. For me to come overdressed or underdressed, I'm go- I'm just gonna be Aubrey. Yeah. I'm gonna dress how I feel. I'm gonna dress like a few weeks ago. Um, oh, Zach is coming in. Um, Zach, a- hello. So a few weeks ago, uh, I judged a pageant, and uh, the whole thing for me was to come and support Black Lives Matter. So uh, I had um, Zach designed a uh, long extended do-rag and on the back it said Black Lives Matter. It was like a three- I saw it on um, your Instagram. Yes. It was beautiful. It it was white, right? Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of just support the Black Lives Matter movement and just do something different. And in my shirt, it was a flag, um, a shirt that was a tank top and a flag. And it said, basically, my skin color should not be my death sentence. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very, very powerful message. Ooh, if you can send us a link to that shot on your Instagram, I would love to drop it in the show notes. Okay, sweet. Um, okay, so what advice do you have for our listeners right now struggling with body image issues? And what would be some advice you would give to them? They're they're talking to cousin Aubrey and they are feeling down. What would you say? Um. Again, like going back to what I mentioned, um, just having a conversation with them. Um, and like I said, like the most beautiful curve on anyone's body is their smile. So having a conversation with them and let them know, like, look, um, you are that king. You are that queen. Look yourself in the mirror. Of course, you're going to have flaws. Who doesn't? But be confident of who you are um, and like pour in positive things to them. Like, I do it all the time with my friends. They're like, oh, Arby, this. And I'm like, no, speak life, speak positivity um, into the conversation with yourself. Like, look in the mirror and speak positive words into yourself because all those negative things are going to get inside, beat you up, and then you can become depressed and sad and then really in a dark place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one quick question before we get to the rapid fire. You you are in the fashion industry, and I know that it, that the fashion industry is going through a lot of change. What's the change that you hope to see in fashion moving forward? I think that we still have a long way to go in terms of diversity and inclusion. Uh, the plus industry, we have done some amazing work with models being you know, featured in on magazines and just recently Versace just uh, featured a plus size model on the runway. So I was really, really excited about that. But I still feel like we have a long way to go to being including. Um, Christian Seriano always like Mm. does it for me when it comes Mm. to making sure 
like models are so diverse and it show from you know race from sex from gender to size i feel like he is one that really to watch in terms of really making an impact and i think if more designers more brands and more people kind of adopt his model of how he have his brand i feel like uh the world would be in a better place Okay, Christian Siriano, we have our eyes well on you. Okay, are you ready for the rapid-fire questions, Aubrey? Yes. Okay, first question or first answer to come to your mind. There are no wrong answers. So, question number one, what is your favorite designer? John Mark Collecting, of course. <laughs> Perfect, I had a feeling. Question number two, favorite place to shop in quarantine? It can either be online or in person. Well, prior to the world opening back up, Amazon was my best friend. So <laughs> I would say Amazon. Got it. Who's your favorite fashion icon? Favorite fashion icon? I would I say Anna also... Wintour. Okay. All right. First concert. First concert. First concert was the... Um, I'm going to get the... Gotta go back a little it, bit. <laughs> no, it was this year. It was this year, first concert. It was the oh. B2, not the B2K, but the... I know what you're talking about. Yes. It it, it was like all of the, the, the 90s, Ashanti, early 2000s. Yes. 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 I know exactly what that you're was, talking about. That yes, was my everyone... first con that was my first concert concert. Wow. Oh, wow. I what know. a what a great first concert though. <laughs> yeah. I love that a friend of mine went and she like ripped out her old apple bottom jeans. And I think a friend of mine wore her old Von Dutch jeans and a, a Von Dutch yeah, hat. Was... Yes, I know ex can you just tell me how it was and who your favorite act was? Um, I love Ashanti, um, Bow Wow, mm. and Marion. Oh. Um, I love their two performances as well. They were all like the love headliners it. of the show. Um, awesome. Lloyd was good as well because Lloyd. I feel like a little girl again. I do too. <laughs> Keep telling so, us. Yeah. So yeah, it was really really dope. One of my good friends actually treated me to it, and I'm like, this is really like my first concert. Uh, outside of working, because I used to work in the Performing Arts Center at my school, so we had concerts there, but I was, like, working. This was the first concert I feel like I was able to enjoy as a patron. Right. Well, now that that, that concert bubble has been burst, now who do you want to see in concert? Um. So I really, really wanted to go to On The Run Tour, Got one it. and two, but the tickets were sold out every single time. And then I really wanted to go see Adele, like, me and my sister, we were on, you know, the computer trying to buy the tickets and the, it crashed. So yeah. it crashed. So those are the two people I would really, really like to see in concert. We're putting it out into the universe. J, B, Adele, Aubrey wants to come and see you. Keep some tickets available. Okay, now the universe knows, so it's going to happen. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> so what is your last meal on earth? Last meal on earth. It will have to be Zach's uh, shrimp alfredo. Ooh, she makes that one sounds of the best delicious. shrimp alfredos. Um, every time she makes it, I'd be like, hold up, wait a minute, I'm coming. Can you save me some? <laughs> so I love her shrimp alfredo. That's one of my best meals. I like that she that she makes. Um, but yeah. Oh, I love it. It's made with love and it can only come from your sister. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. What is a recipe you cannot stop making in quarantine? That can also be a drink recipe if you're not a, a, a cook. 
I am a cook. I love to cook. Um, okay. Okay. I don't know works too. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's talk about music. What's your go-to music during quarantine? Do you have a soundtrack or a playlist? So here's the funny thing. My best friend always tell people that I don't really listen to music. I drive in a car silent. And oh. that's... Un- <laughs> All right. Hey, that works. Yeah. So sometimes I do have a like a music. I'll listen to like Beyonce or Adele or Rihanna, um, Usher. So I do have some music, but it's not like a huge music library. I don't know. It's... I be having a moment and be serious when I'm driving and <laughs> you make your own music. I was going to say your internal beats are what you listen to. Yeah. That's all that matters. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what is the one thing you miss the most in quarantine? The one thing I miss the most is really being able to get together. Um, like I said earlier, um, a lot of the fashion shows and different events were canceled this year. So being able to go to those events and go and network and net weave with different people in the industry is one thing that I really, really miss. Uh, and some of the events are now going virtual and live and trying to get that same feel. But for me, like I like being in person and being able to have them small conversations with people that you see once or twice a year or during these, this particular event, I feel like it's really, really important to me. Got it. Have you guys been, did you guys have a fashion show this year? And if you did, did you stream it virtually? No, we did not have a fashion show this year. Um, Got it. Cool. Uh, what's your go-to clothing item in quarantine? What have you been wearing? Um, I love my denim jacket. Got it. <laughs> Um, and I still try to be fashionable in quarantine. Um, I still do have to go out here and there. Uh, so I still try to be fashionable as if, you know, it was a regular day and it wasn't quarantine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. What was the last purchase that you made that excited you? (laughs) (laughs) I love this question. Everyone's always like, ooh. And it doesn't have to be fashion. Uh, It could literally be anything. So the last purchase I would say that it excited me was the trip to Cancun, Mexico that we will be going. Um, it's a trip to celebrate uh, Zach's birthday. And I'm just really excited about that because it's, it's just needed. Like blue water um, and beaches, I feel, are my happy place. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. And that's I'm coming up soon, you. right? Like you're leaving yes. for that trip soon. In a few days. Oh my gosh. Oh. Exciting. I'm jealous. Have a margarita for us, please. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Aubrey, it's been so fun talking to you, but we have one last thing to ask you, and that's how can our listeners keep in touch with you? We want all the plugs, all the places to find you, and keep up with John Mark. So you can follow us on Instagram, which is John Mark. That's J O N M A R C underscore collection dot underscore collection on the website is johnmarkcollection.com on facebook is john mark collection sweet thank you so much aubrey for sitting down and taking the time to chat with us specifically right now in the pandemic when we could all use a little bit of body positivity honestly A reminder that our most beautiful curve is our smile. I have not heard that ever, and I really, really love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm gonna hold I on want to, that to one make a sure. correction to our Facebook. It's just John Mark sure. on Facebook. Just so John Mark. Just... Perfect. Yep. 
All righty. Yeah, go ahead and actually state it, and I can have Christian edit out, um, edit it out. So just go ahead and restate it really quickly. So on Facebook is John Mark Collection. On Instagram, no, on Facebook. Sorry, Lord. That's okay. <laughs> this is what editing is for. That's totally right. fine. <laughs> Facebook John Mark. On Instagram, that is John Mark underscore Collection. That's J O N M A R C underscore Collection. And the website is johnmarkcollection.com. Sweet. Aubrey, thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time to talk with us today. We will be back next week for another episode. If you want to keep up with us, we are the Black and Yellow Podcast. On the gram, we are at Black and Yellow Podcast. Or if you want to keep up with us individually, I am Alana Webster. But on the gram, you can find me at Renegade of Fun. I am Jacqueline Chung Young on Instagram. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can find all the black and yellow episodes and binge, binge listen. Um, so <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you, Aubrey. 